The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined by my co-host, Aaron Murray. And recently, with the Quarantine Chronicles on the Punt and Pass Pandemic Podcast, I've usually been joined by a guest as well. But today's episode, it's just me and my thoughts here to talk to you. As we enter now, third week, fourth week, hell, I don't even know where we're at with our self-isolation quarantine period, but I'm glad that you're tuning in. This is the Quarantine Chronicles. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass and follow me at Drew Butler. Why did I want to fire up an episode today? I don't have a guest. I've reached out to a couple of people. We're trying to schedule some more for later on this week, but it's Monday, April the 6th, and we might have a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the sports hiatus that we are all currently dealing with. What am I talking about? Well, this morning, the world of golf, the golf governing bodies came together and they gave a summary of a revised schedule of events that could get the sports world back on its feet in June. That's right. The middle of June, they said that the week of June 15th to June 21st could potentially hold a PGA tour event that's right what will it look like well we don't know yet will there be fans probably not but the biggest thing was the announcement of the major championship schedule and the changes that happened to that most notably and we'll get to it the masters has been moved to november that's right november 9th through the 15th is the now tentative date of the 2020 edition of the Masters Golf Tournament. What is significant about that? One, it's in the fall. Masters, as always, in the spring. And two, it's in the heat of SEC football season. That's right. Georgia is set to host Tennessee that Saturday on November the 14th. How will that look? We'll get to it for sure. The PGA Championship has been postponed to August. The British Open has been canceled. Eastlake, the Tour Championship, pushed back a week. So you could get... A Monday finish of the Tour Championship, and then Georgia plays Virginia that Monday night at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Again, this is all 
fantastic news. The sports schedule, golf specifically, has rolled out a tentative fall lineup. Yes, you will have NFL football going on as well. Yes, you will have college football going on as well. Oh, and don't forget, you have a presidential election going on as well. Fall is being set up to have possibly... And maybe not possibly, maybe probably the biggest plethora of sports that America has ever seen. Will the weight be worth it? That remains to be seen. But it brings me to a question that I want to ask all of you, right? And as we're all at home, as we've all been quarantined, obviously our social media intake has gone up. Hopefully you're staying away from the negativity. Hopefully you're not watching network news as much as everybody else would assume you are. Shout out to our awesome guests, Trevor Moad and Brett McCabe, who have said you have to control what you're consuming. It's absolutely ridiculous, the onslaught of negativity that is permeating every single minute of our every single days during this coronavirus pandemic. Here's my question to you, and I've thought about this, and I need to know what your thought process is. Is it possible to remain sane and optimistic while still fully understanding the severity of the coronavirus pandemic? Let me ask that again. Is it possible to remain sane and optimistic while still fully understanding the severity of the coronavirus pandemic? Because the reason I ask this question, if you go online or if you watch the news, if you remain optimistic, people immediately think that you are downplaying the severity of the situation at hand. And on the other opposite end of the spectrum, you cannot simply act like it's going to be the end of the world and keep your sanity as much of the news is telling you. Look, it's April 6th, right? I mean, when is the peak going to happen? When is the curve going to start flattening? Nobody knows. I've heard in Georgia specifically, our peak will be towards the 21st, 25th of this month. If you watch the news today, New York's hospitalizations are finally going down for the second straight day. Have they already reached their peak? Who knows? Unfortunately, throughout the country, it's all going to be different times. But can you remain sane and optimistic while still fully understanding the severity of this pandemic? I think you can, right? And I try to sit here today and say better times are ahead. There's no doubt about it. Golf is giving you a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Will it happen? Who knows? I mean, they're just simply putting out a revised schedule of events, hoping that it comes to fruition. They obviously have talked to many professionals in the medical field who are working on this pandemic daily, probably have some information that you and I do not have access to that allows them to make this revised schedule and say, Better days are ahead. We may be getting back to work. We may be getting back to our normal lives in six, eight weeks, however long that is. Will things be different moving forward? Well, of course they will. Less shaking of hands, less hugging. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that the, the daily things that we did not understand the consequences that could come from them may change moving forward. Will sports roll out slowly with no fans? I would assume so but i'm here to tell you that i do think it is possible to remain optimistic and still fully understand why you should social distance why you shouldn't be outside mingling with people why you shouldn't be going to the grocery store every single day why you should wear a mask why you should wear gloves why you should sanitize and clean up after yourself and wash your hands 
But that does not make you some coronavirus truther or somebody who's downplaying the severity of this event. Look, I think we're already making strides as we enter day whatever. I don't even really know how long we've been in quarantine of getting to the better days of what is going on here. This is unprecedented times. I mean, I'm watching the TV right now. The market's up almost 6%. Have we hit the bottom? Some professionals had said no. I mean, unemployment's only going to continue to rise. The economic contraction will only continue. And once you dive into those numbers, maybe businesses kind of pull back a little bit from a market standpoint. But things are not doom and gloom all the damn time. That right there is driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy, and I wanted to ask you that question that I just gave you the answer to because the answer is yes. You can remain optimistic. You can keep your sanity while fully understanding how horrible this disease has been, how wide the spread happened, and how it became a global pandemic that has really gripped our entire country and put us into a situation that none of us have ever seen before. That's clear. right? That is clear, but we will get to the other side of it. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. What will it look like? Who knows? But you're talking about PGA Championship in August, PGA Tour FedEx Cup playoffs right after that, the U.S. Open September 14th to 20th at Wingfoot in New York, the Ryder Cup September 22nd to 27th at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin, and then the granddaddy of them all, if you will, the Masters Tournament November 9th through the 15th at Augusta National. In Augusta, that will be awesome. And the biggest thing there is that it's in football season. (laughs) Great for some, maybe not so great for others. CBS, of course, always broadcasts the Masters. CBS also has a very lucrative deal with the SEC in which they play the SEC's premier game every weekend during college football season at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You look at the SEC schedule, really there's only two games legitimately that SEC on CBS would think about putting on their broadcast. One would be Georgia hosting Tennessee that Saturday, November the 14th, and I think the other one would be South Carolina traveling to LSU depending on how South Carolina's season starts out. Think about that possibility. November 14th, a Masters Fall Saturday with Georgia football at 3.30 p.m.? Or would the game be at 3.30 p.m.? Would there be some flex scheduling? Could CBS move that weekend to an 8 p.m. game without a doubleheader? Probably not. That'd be awesome for some patrons, though, to watch the morning and mid-afternoon at Augusta and make that hour-and-a-half drive over to Athens to catch the Georgia-Tennessee game. That would be a -a once-in-a-lifetime fall opportunity. Would they move the football game to CBS Sports Network, have the SEC on CBS Sports Network, and then have the Masters broadcast all day Saturday because the national ratings surely would be higher than a regional SEC football game regardless of how good those two teams are. Interesting thought process. Think about the NFL. The NFL is going to be rocking and rolling right then, too. This is a week and a half, two weeks before Thanksgiving. Playoff races are just getting going. What is the NFL on CBS going to do about their number one broadcast team? That's right. The $18 million man, Tony Romo, needs his boy Jim Nance in the booth with him. Jim Nance will surely be at Augusta on Sunday. How will that look? You got to think Tony Romo. I tweeted this this morning. I think Tony Romo 
the savvy businessman that he has become in his own media right, will probably finagle a way to get him on the Masters broadcast. Watch out for that to happen. That's my DB hot take on this early April morning. But but you have the NFL, you have college football, the Masters, Thanksgiving, a couple weeks after that. Oh, and a week before that was the 2020 presidential election. I mean, you are talking about an absolutely insane November. An insane November of possibilities that gets me fired up, that made me want to record this podcast right here, right now, to simply talk about how I think it's okay to say that brighter and better days are ahead while we all can agree that this coronavirus pandemic outbreak has been terrible. There's no doubt. Everybody has changed their day-to-day lifestyle. Many of us are working from home if we're still lucky to be working at all. Others have had to drastically change what they're doing because they've been furloughed, they've been laid off. It's a real situation. It really is a real situation. But I believe, and based on the quarantine chronicles that you have listened to prior to this, I believe there is reason to remain positive. I believe that there is reason to remain optimistic all while understanding how serious this situation is. Guys, it's going to happen. We're going to get to the other side of this. It's totally going to be okay in the long run. How will it look? None of us know. Most importantly, you have to stay safe. You have to social distance. You have to wash your hands. I think football will start on time. I do not think there will be crowds there at the beginning. I think the biggest hurdle, and again, I I don't know if this is too deep or not, but I think the biggest hurdle will be there having a development of an FDA-approved vaccine. I really do think that will be how it happens where big crowds are allowed to be back together. I mean, you tell me, are you comfortable, tweet at me, at Drew Butler, are you comfortable going to Sanford Stadium Or going to Mercedes-Benz Stadium Labor Day weekend with 80,000 people to watch Georgia kick off against Virginia? I mean, maybe we will have a vaccine by then. It's highly unlikely that it would happen that fast. What if the numbers continue to go down? Herd immunity begins. Are you comfortable heading into a situation like that? I know it's months. I know it's months away. But I think football will start on time. I do think it will look different as fans probably will not be there or those large of crowds will be there at the beginning. But I think by November, things may be back to normal. I think patrons will be allowed at Augusta. I think CBS will find a way to make it as beneficial to them and the football games and the golf as they would obviously want that to be as beneficial to the network as well. And I think Thanksgiving will be fantastic right after that. The election right before that, guys, it's happening. We're getting to the other side of this. But most importantly, my reasoning of this podcast was to tell you, remain optimistic. Keep your sanity. We all understand how serious this is. And hopefully more good news continues to be rolled out like this. I think NBA is probably going to be next in talking about when they could maybe continue their season. MLB needs to do it because they were a couple of weeks into spring training getting ready for opening day. Opening day was supposed to be last weekend here in Atlanta. The Masters supposed to be this weekend in Georgia. Saturday, I looked at the weather report, 68 and sunny. That will be a tough pill to swallow without golf and Augusta. And then tonight, you're supposed to have the Final Four National Championship game 
at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Crazy times, people. Crazy times, but I think everybody's doing the right thing. I think the social distancing is working, obviously, and I think that we will be back to normal sooner rather than later. I hope this is what you wanted to hear. I hope you've enjoyed my optimistic outlook, my positivity towards what I think is encouraging information that is being given to us here on April the 6th. If you have a guest that you'd like me to talk to, again, I've reached out to a couple of people. We're trying to set some interviews up on the schedule right now that I think would work out great on a quarantine chronicle for the Punt and Pass pandemic podcast. Let me know, please. At Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Drew Butler. I'll be back tomorrow probably or a couple more times this week for some more quarantine chronicles. But please continue to spread the positivity, understand the severity of the situation, and look forward to an awesome fall. We'll be back to normal before you know it, and I will be back for you with another Quarantine Chronicle here pretty soon. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later. See you.